For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Hello and welcome everyone to our fourth call on our spiritual principles for everlasting and true happiness. Um, principles that are straightforward and simple, but simple not always meaning easy. And I'm joined as always by our wonderful Surrender Queen, which is perfect for today, uh, Miss Ruby, calling in all the way from India. Hello, Miss Ruby. Yay! Woohoo! Hi, everyone. <laughs> I feel like you're going to bring in all the good Indian spiritual juju energy into this call here with us today. So thanks for being here. So we are at, we are finishing up our third spiritual practice and then kicking off our fourth spiritual practice. So our practice for this past week was delight. And then our practice for this upcoming week is non-attachment. And I called it surrender, but it's it's obviously much more than just surrender. Um, And we'll get into that. So I guess we start by kicking it off. And Ruby, do you have some some words to kick us off before we take some sharing on, on the delightful week everyone has? No, I'd love to hear what people experience. Um, you know, on my part, it was so easy because this past week I've been volunteering at the DMA, at the Creative Center. So it was super easy for me because the kids and the adults would come in and they had these arts and crafts projects. And I had, like, I think, I mean, it was literally the universe showing up for me and saying, that, yeah, you want you have a challenge? Well, here you go. Like, you know, it was just one after the other. So I've, I'm really interested in knowing, um, you know, what you guys did and, um, you know, how the delight experience went for you. Do we have any takers for sharing? I think Dana and, and Nancy, it's mainly you online and then Mindy and Cindy. Mindy and Cindy, look at that. Mindy and Cindy, that's delightful. Um, in chat, and if you share on chat, we'll definitely read it. Well, okay. well maybe Amelie, you can you can pick us off. Maybe you can tell us um, about your I practice. definitely, I definitely delighted in delight. So I am happy to kick it off. So um, there were a few things, kind of two different awarenesses that I had. One is. Um, I noticed, I can't remember exactly what I was doing. I think I was going for my walk or, or something, something very mundane that I do all the time and it wasn't, you know, anything special. And, um, and I came back afterwards and I had logged into Facebook or somehow saw on Facebook and I think Ruby had put some sort of a reminder out. And I thought, you know what's so interesting is there was so many opportunities. It was like a gorgeous day out and there was, um, you know, I passed a lot of people either walking their dog or just 
out for a walk, you know, couples out for a walk together or, um, you know, people outside. And I thought, I did not actually see anyone in what I would consider a state of delight. Not to say that they were unhappy in any way, but they were not like, you know, just, you know, that life force energy look at people mm-hmm. when you see people. And I, I didn't see that. And so the, the realization that I had, the first realization, this was kind of earlier in the week, was, wow, there's a lot of moments that we, in our everyday life, that we could actually be bringing that energy of joy and delight and, you know, to me, that kind of full of the fullness of life energy, even if it's just a walk or, or whatever, we could be bringing this to an mm-hmm. average moment and that, you know, sometimes we don't, for whatever reason, you know, we're out for a walk and you're just focused on, you know, people are just walking with their mm-hmm. dog and they're not, they're not in that mindset. So that was my first thing was there's a way to be consciously aware to bring delight into mm-hmm. a moment that you're not winning the lottery or you haven't just gotten promoted or, you know, it, it's not some huge moment. It's just an average everyday moment. Um, then my second delight experience was I went to go, my <clears throat> nephew is a junior at Virginia Tech and he is a gymnast. And so he is a cheerleader at Virginia Tech. And I, uh, when I love, 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 love football. And I did not go to a big football college. I almost didn't go to the college I went to because I wanted to go to a big football college. And apparently that was not a good excuse for my parents as to why I was not going to a good school. <laughs> so that got shot down. So, um, but I, you know, always wanted to go to like one of those colleges that had the tail, like that the whole school comes to a standstill on Saturdays because it's football days and stuff. So I am living vicariously through him. And I also was always a wannabe cheerleader, which was also something that was, let's just say, frowned upon in my family when we saw those cute little skirts and girls, you know, doing splits <laughs> up in the air. My parents thought maybe I should spend that time studying instead. So never was a cheerleader, didn't go to the big um, football college stuff. So now he's there, and I am loving every moment of it. But we had these nosebleed seats to begin with, and then we actually moved into the cheerleading family section and were, like, right on the field from there. Um, But they handed out these little pom-poms right when you walked in. And so I just went to town. I am, as most of you know, turning 40 in two weeks. That did not stop me. I was like... I was in the bleachers, I was doing chairs, I was like jumping up and down, and I had my cousin's two kids, ages uh, 10 and 8, with me joining in. I don't even think the 10-year-old did it. So me and the 8-year-old are like jumping up and down in the bleachers doing chairs, and we were delighted. And at some point, other people around us were delighted. At other points, not so delighted. But we were in a delightful (laughs) state over there. And I just thought, this is so much fun. Like, you know, there are people making fun of us, but not in a not in a mean way, but just kind of like, um, you know, just kind of like pointing and laughing because we were doing all kinds of weird things with our our, our pom-poms and, and all that stuff. So, I mean, you know, people obviously looking at us and paying attention to us, I'll put it that way, not necessarily making fun. But um, it was nice to be like a, a potential source of delight. Like I said, not everyone necessarily took delight in it, but it was nice to be a potential source of delight. Um, and then the last thing I want to share was just yesterday, I was driving down the street and uh, down a very busy street and there was 
um, a young girl. I want to say she was either a teenager or maybe like an, her early 20s. And she had, you know, her headphones in her ears. And she was walking down the street. And she was walking out, like mouthing the words to whatever song she was in, like dance walking and like mouthing out. So it reminded me of my, like when I go for a walk and, you know, I'm just like walking around and how she was walking. I don't know if she was walking to a bus stop or if she was just out for a walk, I couldn't tell, but how she was doing something that I would consider ordinary and, you know, just an ordinary activity, but that she was finding delight in doing it. And I was able to join in to her delight because you guys know I love music and I love to dance. And so seeing her so like into her music and kind of dance walking, um, I was able to join with that feeling for a moment. So those were all of my delight experience, quite a few delight experiences, but those, those were my delight experiences. So I think we lost Ruby here for a second. I'm sure she'll be right back. But while we're waiting for her to come back, Dana, Nancy, Mindy, delight experiences to share, or Cindy Lee on chat. Okay, this is Nancy. Now, I'll jump in because I'm never on these calls. So <laughs> I will contribute something to delight. Thank you. Absolutely. You, you are know, delightful. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was I was <laughs> laughing at your delight. <laughs> um, th- you know, those were so great. You know, it's funny. I I love the word delight, delightful, delighted. Um, and and I started using them purposely a few years ago. And it was funny because I had seen Oprah Winfrey interviewing. I don't even know who, but she was talking about. Um, this the guest, whoever it was she was talking about, was talking about um, that she that she adored a pair of shoes, and and Oprah Winfrey said adored. I've never used that to describe shoes. I'm going to start using that, and and that that interview. I thought I don't know. I heard the word delightful, and I was like, man. I love that word. I'm going to start using it. So I started using the word delightful. That is so delightful. You're delightful. I tell people that all the time because <laughs> I because you know what? It makes me smile. It makes me happy. And um, so when I listened to the call last week and we were on delight, I was like, oh my god, this is this is definitely right up my alley. This is and, your call. Yeah, this is my thing, you know. Um, so I hung up the call and promptly forgot all about it. And um, but, you know, I have realized during the course of this past week when I have remembered about this is that because I started using that that phrase, you know, I've trained my thinking in a new way. And I, I, sitting out on my porch in the morning, feeling a light breeze, listening to these beautiful wind chimes someone gave me, you know, I I just I think to myself, this is delightful you know Mm. and i and i remind myself that at any point in time during any day that i can choose how it is i see my life how i how i choose to feel how i choose to view another person and that's what this reminds me of is that everything about my life is my choice you know and Mm -hmm. um and when I practice this, when I, especially this idea of being delighted, when I practice this, 
you know, it reminds me and it lightens me up and, and things go easy and people are lovely. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's why I continue to participate in all of this because it reminds me of how I really want to live my life. I want to be at ease. I want to be happy. And I, too, you know, I walk around my new neighborhood every morning, and um, there are tons of people out, and it's lovely. And But most people that I go by will not say hello to me first. Mm-hmm. You know, uh-huh. and I always, and I smile at everyone, and I say good morning, I say hello. And I have to say 99% of the people will all of a sudden break into a smile. And I have to say, mm-hmm. that experience is just delightful. It's like, <laughs> okay, that's my purpose in the morning, is to walk around and to smile at people and say hello so that they lighten up. Yeah. And you know, what, what, tell, tell that story real quick, Nancy, about, um, I can't remember the details, but remember the, this was a while ago, and you were walking around, and you were, t- you were sharing that exact same story with me that people oh. generally don't, and then the little boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So real early in the morning, and I walk by um, a grade school, and uh, <laughs> this little boy was running up the hill, and he had some type of a musical instrument, and it was early. I mean, school wasn't really starting yet, and so he's running up the hill to go to school, and um, he started to come by me, and I said good morning to him, and it shocked him, and he was like, oh, 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 good morning. You know, he really kind of didn't know what to do with it, and then it couldn't have been more than a day or two later Uh, he was once again running up the hill, running to school, and he broke into a huge smile and said, morning. (laughs) It was so, I mean, it almost made me cry. It was so sweet. Yeah. That's the new, that's the the new norm. That's the new, that is totally. And by the way, I love that phrase. I like that phrase. I love that. I have been talking about that to people, of course, who think I'm crazy, but I don't care. I want to make sure that I remember that phrase, my new normal. This is my, yeah, the new normal is delight. Yeah. I love that. Yes, absolutely. So that's Ruby, my take on delight. Thanks, Nancy. And Ruby, welcome back. Yes, I'm back. <laughs> but I, I, did, I did hear your stories. Um, and, you know, you know, can I just say, that just the experience, um, you know, Amna, with what you were saying and with what Nancy just shared, you know, it just kind of reminds me to kind of remember that, you know, we are so, we, we've forgotten some, we, we, we talk about mindfulness, but we somehow don't kind of connect mindfulness and kind of attracting joy or being mindful about delight. And I love that reminder in your stories. And, you know, Nancy, when you, when you just shared that you went ahead and you said good morning to this kid, I mean, that's a huge lesson uh, that he carries with him now. And he might be tempted to try it with someone else and get a, get a smile out of, the, the you know, someone else and you might never hear about it. I just love that story. It just warms my heart. Yeah, thanks. Hmm. Anybody else want to share before we move on to our super easy practice for this week? Right, Ruby? Super easy. Super easy. <laughs> 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 All right, well, let's, let's 
start, let's start about, uh, kick us off here, Ruby, with non-attachment. Okay, so, you know, like Amina said, it's super easy. <laughs> it will just take all your courage and all your valor and you totally being, you know, being vulnerable. Uh, so, so that's why it's so super easy. <laughs> this, this week, really, you know, when we're talking about non-attachment, um, you know, so far we've talked about, you know, feeling the oneness, feeling delight and joy, feeling compassion. Um, but then the question really is, so today, this week we're trying to address the question that is, how do we come across and how do we show compassion and love towards people that we think are wrong or impure or we might think of them as evil, just pure evil incarnated and we have this strong dislike for them. And that question came to me, you know, and I was thinking, well, you know, that compassion and love and joy is all well and good when I can tolerate that person. But what happens when in our day-to-day life or whether, whether in our immediate reality or what we see, we come across this person that we know from the bottom of our heart, there's, there's that strong feeling of dislike. Um, and we don't like what they stand for. We don't like how they behave. We don't like their actions. And, and we certainly cannot reconcile with their values, beliefs. Um, so what do we do in that situation? Are we supposed to still show compassion and love? And, um, you know, especially when, um, you know, we are, we, 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 when we when we come across these people, our natural tendencies are to have reactions, which are you know either intense dislike, disappointment, frustration, maybe even anger, right? Um, and these, as as we know, like if any of you guys, and I, I know most of you might might have heard of the Abraham Hicks um, <clears throat> emotional scale. All of these feelings that we get as a reaction to people that we cannot reconcile with, uh, they all fall under the lower energies, right? So they, they, you know, you have, you have neutral and then you have the positive energies that take you in the vortex. And then you have all these lower energies that take you out of the vortex. And when you come across people that are so polar opposite to you that you can't stand them, chances are that most of us are feeling all of these lower energies and, um, you know, their presence, their voice, their face kind of puts us out of the vortex. So this week's focus is trying to find some form of a solution um, and some form of a practice that we can, you know, employ to reduce the amount of time we spend out of the vortex, especially when we come across people that we dislike, okay? So as you can see, this is uh, super easy. Uh, This is, you know, (laughs) just like breathing, I think, not. (laughs) It's going to be, like for me personally, when I I was writing this and I was thinking about it, I was saying, oh my God, like, do I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking this to the group, but you know i mean this is this is tough especially with the world the way it is and so many things that we keep uh seeing um either on on the news or on the internet or, or just talks 
Um, and I was thinking to myself, you know, this is going to be quite intense. Like if I choose one person, it's going to be quite intense. But I think we can we can do it. Um, you know, I, I have, um, you know, two, three suggestions, uh, some basic level practices and some more serious practices. But I think all of us can pick up one or two one or two practices or one or two methods and really try and work with uh, this particular energy because at the end of it uh, you know if we engage these energies over a long period of time one thing that we need to realize is uh, we think that we are condemning this other person uh, through our uh, uh, acts and feelings and emotions or you know actions um, or words but in in actuality, you are not just condemning the other person's action. You invariably uh, carry the burden that this person, the other person, is demonstrating with you as you if you continue to live in in that feeling of disappointment, dislike, and anger. And I think that's the that's the key, uh, and that's probably a point to contemplate that we think we are punishing or we are we are pushing against this other person but we don't realize the amount of uh, weight that we carry as a result and we do it subconsciously uh, and then things start showing up and we're confused why we are attracting and creating these realities around us so i think just just if you just contemplate on that particular sentence it's worthwhile kind of practicing something to move away from it because at the end of it, you don't want to be the person who's carrying that burden, uh, this very same burden that you're trying to avoid. And plus, you don't want to be that person to generate more of that energy into the larger uh, consciousness. So this week's practice is really a practice of indifference, uh, creating um, indifference, uh, neutrality, um, maybe disregard, and at a very Zen level, acceptance of what this other person stands for. <clears throat> so, you know, when I when I have talked about this particular uh, topic in the past, the most common question that gets asked is, so does that mean that you're asking us to condone? You know, are you asking us that to 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 accept these actions? Are we supposed to not do anything about it? If we see something terrible, are we just supposed to keep quiet and look the other way and ignore it as if it's not happening? Uh, no, that's uh, let let me just be clear. That's not at all what we're trying to do. But I would I would ask ask this of you when you are uh, when you when you when you speak against it or when you do something uh, an action uh, to kind of make yourself heard um, uh, and make yourself known that you don't like this behavior you don't like what this person stands for the thing that we have to ask ourselves is uh, you know uh, through my words and actions am i where where is the source energy where is the source emotion of my actions and words if my action and words are coming from a place of dislike disappointment uh, frustration and anger it is actually better to stay away uh, from it all than to contribute further to those lower energies 
and that's the difference that we must realize that if we if we uh, trigger words that come from a place of anger you're only adding more and uh, energy which is related to anger to the larger consciousness and that's what you'll notice you know even in the larger world everybody is fighting it doesn't mean you know the, you know one person does something or a group does something uh, which is uh, in unacceptable agreed but what happens is there is a huge reaction from this other group of people but all of that reaction is coming from a place of fear anger rage you know frustration and what it really does it, it, it's it's not adding to the solution it's only creating more of that energy which further creates and propagates the same reality uh which further just generates more disappointment discouragement frustration and anger so it's that vicious cycle where our intentions are really good we want to have a good positive impact but i think sometimes subconsciously we don't realize that if it comes from a place which is lower energy um chances are that you're not really going to achieve compassion uh, and love and joy uh as a end result chances are you're you're only going to create more of that reality so what we are suggesting what i have for you guys this week is a basic basic practice which i think all of us can do which is starting with an intense intense awareness of your feelings and emotions and self talk when you come across a person that you dislike when you come across a situation that you think is unfair um or you hear about uh choices or beliefs that are completely opposite to yours just becoming intensely aware that oh my god these emotion this is this, this is the emotion that i'm dealing with um and then before speaking before taking any action ask yourself very simple questions do my actions or my words right now are they carrying these lower energies is it coming from a a place which is a lower energy and if that is the case then the practice is to just ignore the situation to show indifference maybe walk away take a time out do not engage um again so just to be clear just because you walk away or take a time out when you realize you're in the wrong emotional energy scale this does not mean you are approving someone else's behavior it only means that at this minute at this moment you are coming from lower energy and what you're doing is taking responsibility for your own personal contribution and deciding right there and there that no i'm going to take some time i'm going to walk away because i will not come from a place of lower energy and contribute further to the mess that i'm seeing in front of me because i'm of no use if i contribute from a place of lower energy that is our, our basic practice um and i think that that's something we all can do um uh, i don't know how you guys feel about what has been said so far about the basic practice do you have any immediate thoughts or questions ruby this is mindy hey 
Can you hear me? Okay. <laughs> and when, as you were talking, I was just thinking, um, Abe, Abe, you brought up the Abraham uh, example, and uh, when they talk about that, I've heard them say, you know, when something irritates you that badly, which it's very easy to do by watching the news, right? Um, it just, all of it means, I mean, I love the way they say it, all that it means <laughs> is that you're out of alignment with you and you. So your, your, your example and what you've been saying is perfect because it is having us, you know, disconnect for a bit and say to ourselves, how do I do that in my everyday life? And why is, why is this person just really getting under my skin? There must be something I'm doing to myself that is I'm upset about. And he, and I'll say, sorry, he, she (laughs) is just bringing it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Uh, I completely I hear you. And, and it's so cool that you brought that example out because they talk about it. I know that in their talks and in their on their cruises and stuff, this question comes up all the time because a lot of people struggle with this. Like, you know, yeah, we can talk about universal love. We can talk about compassion and how we should just hug it out. But how do I, you know, deal with that when I see someone and I can't stand his face and I don't like what this person is saying like what do I do um, and and it's interesting you gave that example because the example that you're talking about like the technique that you're talking about I actually have that down as as the next level practice so my basic level practice is just the intensity uh, very intense awareness and walking away and not doing anything when you're in this lower energy but my, my next level practice is Mindy what, what you're talking about which is Asking yourself certain questions, you know, things like, you know, how, why is this a trigger point for me? Why is this showing up in my reality? Uh, Unknowingly, unconsciously, am I uh, behaving the same towards someone else? You know, I might be at the receiving end from this person, but am I also guilty of doling out, you know, that very same behavior, that very same uh, thought process to someone else. Uh, what is the lesson in this for me? Um, and that's the next level level practice. And you know, um, uh, I can I can give you guys an example because you know judgment um, comes to mind when I think of think of something like this because you know we we sometimes watch some of these big personalities on televisions and these, you know, people of power or leaders or whoever. And they kind of make these statements and they have their own agendas. And we, we kind of, uh, and we notice that when they're, when they're talking about their agendas and when they're talking about whatever it is they're talking about, they are so what we what what I hate what, what I dislike about some of these people is how they're so judgmental about you know certain groups or certain situations and and they're doling out all these you know do's and don'ts and oh this person is right and this person is wrong but then if if I ask all of you in this group to ask yourselves that do you not judge other people like is that something that we 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 are doing it we just don't mm-hmm. think that you know we think that our intentions are clean so my judgment is the clean judgment 
But then when someone else is doing it and I don't like what they're saying, we're taking offense to it. So that's like a good example of what I mean uh, when, I, when I want you to consider why is this showing up? Is this showing up to teach me a lesson? I'm seeing this because maybe I in some way form, I'm actually dishing out the same behavior. Maybe I have the same thought process. May not be as intense as this other person, but am I? you know, kind of floating that energy that I've attracted uh, this particular person into my life. So that's that's something, that's the next level practice that requires you to contemplate, um, you know, and kind of accept that, no, if, if this individual has walked into my life and if this individual has, uh, I see this fault in this other person, uh, that fault lies with me too. I just need to find it. I need to think on this. I need to figure out where is my opportunity to grow um, and then kind of work towards it. Does that make sense, Mindy? Because it's in line with what you just said. Yes, yes. But then the other thing comes to mind too, that it may not be so much, and it could be, I mean, there's a lot of times that we're judging other people for sure. I mean, I know that. But then it could also have been, something in our past that we have allowed to continue to happen to us. And I mm. think that sometimes that's what gets me the worst because I'm thinking I should be over this by now, but this person just brought it right back up to the surface. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? um, so I think, I think it's all it is, all that it is, is that it just shows us that we're out of sync with you and you. Right, we're out in sync with the mm-hmm. source that's within us, and so when we see something that really upsets us to the core, we should just be going, "Okay, everything is stop track right now." You know, we're gonna we're gonna work this thing out because that the whole thing is not this person. The whole thing is not what's going on. I mean, I think the re- reason why we are so upset with the news right now is because we're thinking that these personalities are going to have an effect over our lives. But in truth, Mm -hmm. Abraham is saying, it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. (laughs) But we're taking this all so personally, you know, that this is going to be a big impact on my life when it may, I mean, if we're in tune with source, we may not even notice what's going on, you know, in in our um, society that maybe they are going to influence, you know. So it's, it, it, it really is a peace and relief that, you know, we we're talking about that in the being present to serve too. of, you know, that self-love is saying to ourselves, oh, my goodness, I don't have to be worrying about what everyone else is doing. I just have to be worrying about, I'm not even worrying about, but I just need to be focusing on am I in sync with source? If I'm in sync with source, none of this stuff, I mean, some people would come around and go, well, this is what's happening on the news. And we're like, Really? I didn't even notice that. I know I watched the news last night, but I didn't even notice that. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. Mhm. Absolutely. Yeah, and and which is why, you know, even the basic practice of just becoming aware of when these feelings start coming up for you and then taking responsibility. You take responsibility to not contribute towards those lower energies. I mean, I'm I know I'm going to kind of just use that basic practice and kind of perfect it. Because that's a huge, huge, um, you know, win for the collective consciousness. If more and more people, you know, don't give in to the fear, don't give in to frustration, don't give in to anger, 
you're going mm-hmm. to suddenly see like this universal consciousness that the 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 general consciousness consciousness of the world completely change to maybe a neutral if not ecstatic and joyous but at least a neutral and imagine the difference of dialogue imagine the difference of action imagine the difference of how things start you know coming together just by moving up the scale from coming from a place of anger and frustration and dislike to just simply a place of neutrality and indifference and knowing that yeah this doesn't matter let's you are suddenly raising that bar of that dialogue it's going to completely um uh shift mhm and that's right. what's mm-hmm. exciting about this practice mhm So I want to just I want to add one thing into this practice and then Ruby correct me if I've I've gotten any part of this wrong. So you know again this is the practice is about oneness. So there is definitely this self awareness component in this. But more importantly, I think or not more importantly that's the wrong words. But the other kind of piece of this that we're talking about is what are you putting into the collective conscious and why so for mm-hmm. example you can see something on tv or you can see some something out out on the street or it can be something your partner did or it can be something you hear me say on one of these calls it, it doesn't matter what's actual in this case the trigger is less important but it's more of saying wow okay something got triggered for whatever reason it got triggered and then i in turn what did i in turn put into the collective consciousness did i put forgiveness peace and love out there you know wow something happened and i'm going to choose to put my focus on you know assuming that that made sense in some other world that i can't even begin to understand and then choosing to stay in the state of peace or in the state of love or whatever it may be or did i sit down and just get slightly annoyed because amina blah 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 and then that slight annoyance gets put into the collective consciousness the next thing you know mm-hmm. we've got all these people who are slightly annoyed at each other in society and we go oh my god look at you know what things have gone so bad people are just always annoyed at each other all the time well we mm-hmm. added to that we added i added to it by you know being annoyed with my best friend you added to it by being annoyed with your dog whatever so we mm-hmm. have all kind of contributed to this general annoyance, this tiny little annoyance, that when everybody's doing a little bit of tiny little annoyance, it adds up. Does that, that's kind of my understanding, Ruby. Am I, where am I? On? You are spot on. Absolutely. 100%. Full, full marks, you pass. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. And and which is why, you know, and, it's, and, and sometimes, Amina, just, you might, you might, find it difficult to go to that place of love you know and peace and which is and that's when you just kind of say to yourself yeah right now i can't go to peace because this is too terrible what i've just heard what this person just said is too terrible for me to right now go to peace and that's okay but just that awareness and saying to yourself i'm not going to peace but i'm not going to say anything further this energy i'm just going to walk away take a time out if i can't do anything constructive if i can't contribute the constructive energy i am going to use all my courage and all my strength 
to not contribute any any more of lower energy than required which is why the timeout which is why the indifference which is why the walking away perfect i love that cuz you know one of the things i find myself doing you know, i'm 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 in mindy's boat i avoid watching the news i i try so hard not to watch it and here's why because i know i can't handle watching the news Somebody else can walk in, see a story on the news, walk out, go eat a grilled cheese sandwich, and go on with their life. I walk in, I see a story <laughs> on the news. The next 24 hours is about, in my head, thinking about the scathing Facebook posts I'd like to write about <laughs> how we need more love in the world or what's wrong with everybody. <laughs> and, that's up, and that's what I end up putting into the collective conscious. But then if you take that a step further – that frustration and annoyance comes out on the people around me, comes out on the task at hand, comes out because I've now connected with that vibration. So there are certain things yeah. where, you know, looking at them, like you said, Ruby, for me, you know, one of my practices, and I know Dana says this all the time too, so I'm, I'm assuming, Dana, you've got something similar to this too, is, oh, I'm brewing yeah. to share right now. Yeah, (laughs) I choose peace. I choose peace. I choose peace. And I may not be anywhere near the vibration of peace in that moment, but I I will say that until I can, like, start to come back to, like, wait, this is a choice, and the choice I want to make is the choice of peace. So, anyways, I'll I'll stop talking, Dana. You you jump in. Oh, no. I I wanted to give everybody else a chance to talk because I always share. But that's great. I mentioned with you, Amina, in our other group, our Being Present to Serve group, where you're coaching me privately, that I've had some judgments fall off lately. And I shared that what they were personally with Mindy, but, and I won't go into it here. But it really spills over into every area. And a big catalyst for that was an Abraham video that I just posted in our Adventures with Amina group. And a, another friend of mine sent it to me. And I've been listening to Abraham, I'm, I'm not joking, since the late... 80s. So I think it's like 25 years. Crazy. This is the best rendition of non-judgment I have ever heard. For me personally, it was so spot on. And what I got out of that was so powerful. And it was this source energy, God, all that is the universe, whatever label you put on that magnificence is flowing energy just as much to the person you are despising as it is flowing to you. So it's like, who are we? We are, we are locked up in this ego trip to think that we should even have a judgment about somebody else. When source is flowing as much love and energy to that person, I'll use my boyfriend's daughter who is now using drugs as an example. Okay, this happened over the weekend. She's out of control. But I have to trust Source. She is a divine piece of this puzzle. We are all part of that whole, you know, that, that idea that we're all fractured splinters of the whole. We're one wave in the ocean, the ocean being called the universe or Source or God. And so who am I to judge Amy, the wave that's coming in on the shore? She's a divine piece of this puzzle. It's all perfect. And so when I get out of that, and of course, you have to be aligned to, to take this place, right? It wasn't, it wasn't an automatic response this weekend, okay? So it's taken me a day, it took me a good 24 hours, to move out of 
um, really it was sadness. It wasn't as much judgment as it was sadness. But, but still there was that element of not trusting that universe has a plan for Amy, that she is playing her part out just perfectly. In, the, in my life, she's a teacher. In my boyfriend's life, she's a teacher. In her sibling's life, her mother's life, she's a teacher to her core. So how, if I come to her um, judging her, her choices and stuff, well, I'm certainly not helping her either. I'm not putting in the collective consciousness of Amy's well-being, love. I'm putting in whatever judgment, um, maybe anger or hate or disgust or whatever, disappointment. Well, that doesn't help her vibrationally. (laughs) So if I see her soul instead of her, the actions that are on the outside, then I know she's, she's okay, you know, and I hold that energy for her and I trust. And that vibration of holding Amy in that space is so much more powerful. Like that's what changes the world, not watching people on television that you get pissed off at. Like that just doesn't serve me at all. And in fact, I can right. watch anybody on TV almost now and not. So I've had this massive shift and it was just only more solidified over the weekend. But this judgment thing, they use on this video Lance Armstrong and doping. And I'm telling you, if you have any bias against Lance or any athlete that dopes, you got to listen to this because she will shred you up. She will (laughs) tell you that people who live really big lives, and we see this in Hollywood, we see this on TV, people who live big, big lives have to live big, big contrasts. And who are we to come in and judge the contrast that they choose for their lifetime? Wow. Talk about a a, a zinger. That was a big zinger for me. And I was like, put in my place in a good way, in a loving, like a strong parental way by Esther and Abraham. I was delighted with that information. It, It has completely shifted me in areas where I had small tolerance. But I, but I was asking Source to help me get over these biases about certain types of people or attitudes or groups, and, and it's all fallen off. I mean, it's 98% gone now. And so I wanted to share it with you guys because it was just phenomenal. <laughs> you can hear I'm so excited because <laughs> it's a major shift. That's awesome. Like, no longer That's- does the person who irritates, it's like, how can I judge you? So what am I saying about source? Am I ju- I'm judging source. Yeah. And that's really? kind of Because that's a fractured part of God, or that's a fractured off part of the universe. And I'm saying, I don't like you? Oh, that's not very high energy. And so, yeah, what are we putting into that collective consciousness where we want to, we have to be the bringers of light, like Nancy says. We have to be the ones that are joyful. We have to bring delight sometimes because we know better. And a lot of people aren't awake yet. That's where they're supposed to be, though. I mean, it's all perfect. There's no judgment on it. It's just we got to do our part. Anyway, thank you for listening. I know I got on a little tirade. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's awesome. I got on my soapbox. That's, that's what awesome, we're, you know, Dana. We're, we're, yeah, that's where we're trying to get to. You know, that's, that's exactly where we're trying to get to. And the thing is, we will all get there because that's, that's – well, I don't know about get there, you know, but we will all get closer, I guess, on our journey because that's what life's all about, right? One event after the other to help you right. release your judgment. Right, and, it, and then trust me, on the, on the journey, 
oh, as you all know, as we all well know, yeah, um, it is not it is not pleasant, and uh, it can be very painful. And the most painful part, really, for me, is being disconnected from source for a short time. It's my choice. It's always there, but it's my choice to be disconnected. And that, to me, is what I where I feel the pain. It's not really the judgment or the person, or it's me, like Mindy said, me checking out from me. That's where the pain exists for all of us, right. deeply. Right. Um, so we need to make our, our daily our daily practice. You know, it's so important for alignment, for for tapping in before we go out into the world, because otherwise, it's so easy. Oh my gosh, for people to just. I mean, it happened to me this Sunday, so I, I know how how much I work on it, and yet, bam, another another opportunity for growth. And I'm grateful for it. I am so elated right now for what happened. It's crazy. I can even say that, but it has been powerful and I'm helping the people around me now. And they're having massive awarenesses and healing because I'm sharing from my heart um, with Mm -hmm. people who can hear it. So that's great. Well, Dana, we're going to have to talk about how, when I see animals being hurt, so that's a topic for another day, but <laughs> just to let you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, when, when I see animals being hurt or some or children or something like that, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like the big mama bear comes out, you know, and, and I know I'm not yeah. connected to source at that point, you know, so. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, let's talk about connected to oneness. You know, the person who's actually doing the hurting and being one with that person and not attached and non-stretchment and compassionate and being a friend and mm-hmm. wow, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's where these are the PhD level stuff that we're not going to this month. <laughs> right, <maybe? laughs> well, I think, aware I think of that is, is, is great for this month. <laughs> it, it is, it is really hard to see animals and children hurt, of course, especially um, if you have a nurturing spirit. I mean, that's always difficult. But I think if we step back a little bit and we trust that source has a plan for all of it. And I I have a really strong belief set about death and that there really is none and that we all choose um, every experience and all the free will options that are um, available to us are decided before our birth and we gladly sign up for them no matter how horrible it looks. And so with that belief set um, for me, um, I try not to, um, this has been years and years of study. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. It's just, it, it's part of my consciousness now not to, um, you know, not to judge the worst of them. Honestly, um, they have their, they have their part in the play, the grand play of life. And again, it's the ego that wants to make, you know, someone else wrong. And as Abraham frequently says, it's simply our excuse just to disconnect. We just like to use anything we can to disconnect, you know, just a, just another excuse to disconnect. So uh, it's being riveted in my brain lately, um, all of these lessons and teachings and experiences. Um, and it is, I, I'm a mother to my core. I mean, you don't feed a cut, you don't feed a kid. You don't, you, you abuse a kid. Um, I'm going to step up. I'm not going to, if there's a chance for me to intervene in, in a way that's helpful to the situation, I'm certainly going to help. I'm not going to turn my back. Um, but from a, but I think, and because and, we're getting way off topic, but the point here is from, the, from a non-judgment. Well, step one, before you take any action, is to be in non-judgment, which right. that in and of itself 
is very difficult. Exactly. So, you know, when yeah. when you get into the place of, because uh, you can, I mean, there's been some, you know, you look at through our history, there have been people who have taken action from a place of non-judgment and have changed the world. You know, Gandhi comes to mind, Mother Teresa comes to mind. You know, there there is a way to, to take some really strong um, life-altering, universe-altering action from a place of non-judgment and, and end things like that, you know. But the practice to get to be the person who can take that stand, that's what we're – we're working on that muscle today. Mm. You know, that's, that's the muscle we're working on, to be the person who and, – and if you have kids, you know exactly how this works, right? It's like you can – whatever you have any judgment about your kid doing, they are just going to delight in doing and if you just sit there and you go, okay, you know what, that's, that's how you're going to do it, that's your thing, whatever, they lose interest, you know, because <laughs> they can feel that you, you're not judged, that it's not bad and it's not terrible and it's, there's that non-judgment stuff. And then they, their own internal stuff kicks in and their own internal feelings and their own connection starts to kick in. But as long as somebody else is, uh, and this is what we're seeing, I feel like really so much so in this, in this political campaign, I, I hear, I hear Donald Trump say something. So I'll hear him actually say it live. Right. And then you've got like 10 minutes later, you've got, you know, Fox news, CNN, New York times, wall street journal, Washington, whatever. Right. And they take one sentence of what he said and spin it into this whole, like, you know, a 20 minute conversation about this one sentence and give it all this color and meaning and, and all this stuff. And then the next day, you hear Hillary Clinton say something, and she says, like, she talks for, like, 20 minutes, and she says one sentence, and the same thing, Fox News, CNN, Wall Street Journal, New York, you know, and the sitting there going, oh, my gosh, you're looking for the thing to spin up. You're looking for the thing to spin Instead of looking for the how are, how are we the same, how are we one, how are we, because it's a lot harder to do, and it's not really as dramatic and as interesting to see the oneness message to see that we're all the same message as it is to see the differences. I think it was Alex who posted on, I don't know what you put on um, Adventures with Amina or uh, the Joy Challenge, a, a short little video about a professor giving the students a piece of paper with a black dot in the middle and the students had to write about what they see and everybody wrote about the black dot. They focused on the black dot and he said no, and nobody focused on all the white of the paper around it. And the idea was you focus on the one or two things that you don't like or that are going wrong in life or, you know, you're sick or the job or the money or the whatever, and you forget all the good around it. That's kind of like us with oneness. You know, there's 99.9, we're the same, but we focus on the point zero one where there's a slight difference. Amina, I love that when you said that about Mother Teresa, because she always said, you know, if you want me to fight against something, I won't be there. But if you want me to fight for something, I'll be there. Right. I'll go to yeah. a peace rally, but not an anti-war rally. Right. Yeah. And, and and I'm thinking about that with the farm, because I've been, like this morning even, just all kinds of, uh, with if, with rescue groups and things like that. It always seems to me, and I've worked around them a lot, I mean, it, there's so much of the lack mentality and, and, um, you know, judgment against even each other in those kind of situations when, you know, everybody thinks they're doing it the right way. Um, and, and I'm trying to think, okay, how, 
how, you know, using that analogy with Mother Teresa, going into this, how can I show the positive, the source, you know, in it as, as opposed to going in just like everybody else, you know, like going in with the mentality that, you know, we're going to just save puppies who are being thrown in the river when I want to go to the, to the source of who's throwing the puppies in the river, you know, <laughs> get the puppies out of the river, you know. Um, there's got to be a positive, more um, way to, to go approach this kind of thing and to be able to show others that there's a different way, man. I mean, there, I mean, we've been doing this for years and years and years and still don't seem in the U.S. to be, you know, have gotten it yet when some other countries have, you know, taken care of that problem already. Um, so I, I really, yeah, I love that. I love that. I, I want to more of the positive of what Mother Teresa was talking about. <laughs> Love that. Hi, Miss Ruby. I think you should. Uh, we're on the hour, so you know. I was. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything because I. I'll tell you what. I love that that we had that initial talk and then so many thoughts were triggered and I was just enjoying the conversation, but I'm here, I'm listening. <laughs> and, um, and that's exactly what I think this practice is all about. It's just realizing and noticing and becoming so, you know, like uniquely aware of, you know, how, how do you react in different situations? What are you doing to kind of better yourself to not, not engage those lower energies? Which is why I think the conversations that were that happened over the last 10, 15 minutes is awesome because it shows that, you know, you, you guys understand the practice and you, you guys have implemented it in some form or another. So I do have a bonus practice. Are you guys ready for the bonus practice? Bring it on. Go for it. It's a mix mix of a lot of stuff that you guys already had as part of this conversation that you did. So the bonus practice is, so just to recap, the basic practice is becoming aware of your actions and feelings when they are lower energy and taking responsibility to not contribute from those lower energies and walking away, taking a time out. The next level, the practice is asking questions of yourself. Why is this a trigger point? Why is this showing up? What do I have to learn from this? Am I displaying some of these behaviors that I see? Am I doing it to someone else? Um, and, And can I correct? Do I have an opportunity there? That's your next level practice. The final level practice is the practice of acceptance. Now, this is not indifference or neutrality. It is acceptance, complete acceptance, of this other person. Now, what that means is um, understanding and um, getting your head around and coming to a, you know, landing on love and compassion and acceptance for what whatever this other person is doing, which means uh, not about the action so much, but understanding and loving and feeling compassion for that particular soul, for that particular journey, uh, for that particular expansion and evolution that is ongoing. Um, and it, you could also maybe want to look at it from understanding it that, you know, this particular person who I dislike, who is such a contrast to me or seems like a contrast to me, they are closing out certain karmic threads 
that I might never understand, but they are closing something out. So someone has triggered something somewhere, I don't know, this in this lifetime, previous lifetime, maybe the consciousness uh, needs something to happen. And so through some of these actions, through some of these things that we see that might seem such heavy contrast, remembering that those right there are karmic threads that are closing up. And what I don't want to do is start another karmic thread that comes from anger, frustration, but focus my energy to kind of being thankful for them to close this out, coming to that place of acceptance for the journey that that particular soul is and is is currently undertaking and has shown up in your life. Now, when you're doing this practice, what you have to keep an eye out for are a few things like make sure that you're not saying that you're accepting or loving this person and you're not coming from a place of resignation or helplessness because that's not true acceptance. Or you aren't coming from a place where you're playing the victim that, oh my God, I don't have a choice. I just have to do it. So I'm going to like, okay, be okay with whatever you do. That's playing the victim. So you want to you wanna also be aware that if you choose this practice, this advanced practice of, of acceptance, you have to watch out for you're not coming from a place of resignation or helplessness or the fact that you're not playing a victim. And it's coming from, you know, your innermost, most peaceful source and that part of you is accepting and completely understanding and um, this other other person's journey so that's the bonus practice that's the advanced practice if someone wants to take it on uh, I am currently doing this particular practice um, um, in relate in relation to my younger brother who has his own journey, has his own struggle that he's going through, um, and I'm using it. Um, I'm, I'm working this one really hard for my towards my brother and my parents because there is a lot of um, you know if 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 you guys if any of you looked from outside in, uh, it would look very messy. It's uncomfortable. It looks very disruptive and in and it is um but for me this bonus practice uh has really helped me move you know leaps and bounds in processing and dealing with whatever's going on with him um so if anyone else wants to engage this um I'm not even going to try it with politicians and stuff because I don't think I'm zen enough to do that right now because I'm very passionate about certain things. If I see certain, uh, you know, things uh, towards women, um, I get, I mean, I get rattled. Like that's, that's my, that's my trigger. Um, so I'm not even trying that there. I'm trying it with my family. I have this opportunity, uh, but it's intense. And it can take a lot out of you. So if anyone else wants to join me in that bonus practice, please do. Like it's, it'll be nice <laughs> to get some company <laughs> because it's tough. It's, it's difficult. So do you have, do you guys have any questions for the bonus practice? I, I have in the word document kind of uh, suggested a specific meditation on the heart chakra. 
Uh, and that's mostly for, I mean, you can, you can do it this whole week, meditate on the heart chakra with uh, a visualization, which I've mentioned in the word document. Um, and, and that's to kind of, uh, you know, facilitate the compassion, facilitate the, the, uh, uh, inner, inner levelness that you need to achieve, uh, with, with the practice that we're going to do for this week. Um, but yeah, like I'd like to, do you guys have any questions about the bonus practice? Any thoughts about the bonus practice? I think Dana might be joining you in this currently. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, by, but just by coincidence, yeah. today, is, yeah. today uh, is International Day of Peace, for those of you who didn't know that. So exactly. this, oh, is is about being, this is about Facebook being peaceful. Going like, um, you know, those hearts when you click on love like is that why facebook is doing that it's not facebook it's it's uh it's just an international recognition of bringing peace and of course that starts with us so but, but I, yeah, I that's, 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 i'm just facebook, mentioning because facebook, like, facebook just added something to it yeah oh okay i didn't even notice yeah if you if you heart something today there's an explosion of hearts and that's part of facebook uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like it's it's like all these hearts just pop pop pop. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. that's their way of of uh, commemorating, for lack of a better yeah. word. Well, and then that perfect. There are no accidents. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> and at at Unity Church, we used to sing this song as we closed. It was uh, "Let There Be Peace." And it starts out, let there be peace with me. No, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. So it always reminds me of that song because that's where it starts. Like we were talking, you were talking, Amina. It's a ripple effect. Right. And Nancy with her joy walks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now we're going to have to do peace We're going to be doing peace walks. Non-attachment, let people be peace walks. <laughs> All right, Ruby, and, uh, Ruby, I have a feeling you're going to have to post a little this week on Facebook to support all of us as we well, do this. I, yeah, I'm, I'm in a unique position because I'm, I don't know, like I'm going through this stuff and it's just opening up like a whole, it's opening up levels for me I didn't know existed um, from just healing, from a healing perspective um learning is different i mean that happens but from just from a healing perspective i didn't i didn't realize that those levels can be that levels those levels existed within me and you know the funny thing is i think back on my travel and i posted it on on the facebook page but um what i'm beginning to realize was that somewhere you know with this guy that who called me fat in the beginning or said i was not fat or whatever um normally if i meet such a person who who was you know a donald trump supporting socially con- conservative you know just heavily missionary driven bible preaching person i would have never ever thought to talk with him um but I don't know, somehow that that evening I decided that, no, I'm going to do something different. Um, and it was the best flight of my life. I kid you not. The conversation was brilliant. I mean, I have never been so um, engaged uh, on a flight <laughs> for 15 hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and it, it, it and and I was as I was explaining this practice to me, I found that there were elements of this that kind of played out um, with me and 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 this particular person. I just moved beyond what um, what he told me he was, and I said, no, wait, there's got to be more, and there was, there was so much more. He was interesting. He was hardworking. He was compassionate. He he was um, in his in his own way. He he really wanted to help. I mean, I would have never found that out had I just looked at his resume and you know gone down that list. I would have walked away. I said, no, you're not the person for me. Um, so yeah, life is full of surprises, I guess. Well, let the growing continue here this week. I'm glad that we're ending it with something easy. We maybe should have yes. done delight as maybe we should have done delight as week four. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, post on Facebook and your uh-huh. non-attachment experiences, and thank you, Ruby, for creating that worksheet because I, I think it's a helpful uh-huh. guide to come back to um, as we're doing this work, you know, and, and check in and, and see that. And uh, I will also post some more this week, and we'll just keep checking in with each other and supporting and loving one another through this uh, wonderful practice for the week. Yes. I'm excited. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Yay. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Miss Ruby. Thank you, everybody, for who's joined live and everyone who's looking for recording later. And we will have a call next Wednesday uh, to talk about the non-attachment project or practice the non-attachment practice, and kick off the bucket list project. There we go. Um, Next Wednesday, same time, same place, same bat channel, same bat time, same bat place. (laughs) Until then, go out and attach into the world. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Thank you. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.